Whether you're moving in together for the first time. This can be your closet. Or you're a new parent to a little fur baby. Viva paper towels can help you maintain a clean home. They're two times more durable when wet compared to the leading value brand. So they clean like cloth, helping you pick up after your new pet in your new home. For an exceptional cloth-like clean, use Viva Towels. Visit vivatowels.com to learn more and start fresh with a clean feeling of home. And you're on right now with Jim Dawes. Your daily journal of news, politics, and culture from an American nationalist perspective. Coming to you on the Mojo 5.0 radio network and streaming on demand on iTunes, TuneIn, Spreaker, and Spotify. Follow me on Twitter at RightNowJimDawes or shoot me an email at RightNowJimDawes at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. You can leave a voicemail, and if it's good, we'll use it on the show at 772-245-0750. That number is 772-245-0750. Well, as Gomer Powell used to say, surprise, surprise, surprise. Jeffrey Epstein committed suicide. Nobody saw that coming, did they? Well, actually, everybody did. I said on this show weeks ago that uh, there was no way in hell Jeffrey Epstein was ever going to go to trial or even have a chance to flip um, and cut a a settlement, uh, a a plea deal that uh, that he was not going to make it out of that uh, that jail in Lower Manhattan alive. As I say, this is, was not an original thought on my behalf. Uh, plenty of people were saying it, uh, Ann Coulter among them. But uh, even before the first suicide temp- attempt, so-called suicide attempt, I was saying that uh, there was no way that uh, Epstein was ever going to be allowed to divulge his secrets. And so on early, early Saturday morning, the time at which all good public relations flacks that are engaged in crisis management release their bad news in order to minimize its impact. It was learned that Jeffrey Epstein, alone in his cell, had hanged himself. Never mind the fact that there's nothing to hang yourself with and nothing to hang yourself from in the jail cell that uh, that Epstein was occupying. The ceiling is perfectly flat. There are no fixtures from which you can anchor any sort of, um, you know, contraption to hang yourself with. The bed doesn't have anything to tie off to. The sink and the toilet are down near the floor. There was nothing there to hang himself from, and there was nothing to hang himself with. He was in a paper jumpsuit. The only other thing in the cell, and and he had a paper sheet on the bed. 
The only other thing in the cell was toilet paper. So it's quite interesting, quite interesting. So we were told after the first attempt that Jeffrey Epstein was on suicide watch. And they weren't even sure that he had attempted to commit suicide the previous time. His cellmate, who was a uh, accused um, multi-murderer, homicide uh, suspect, who was also a former police officer, was in the jail cell. Apparently, they weren't able, even between the two of them, to decide whether or not Jeffrey Epstein, in fact, committed suicide or was the victim of an assault. But this time, all of a sudden, Jeffrey Epstein is by himself. Nobody's in the cell with him any longer. His cellmate, a new cellmate, had been moved out the day before, and he had not received a new cellmate. And we learned that he was taken off of suicide watch inexplicably. Now, if you understand anything about federal bureaucrats, you know one thing. CYA, cover your butt. Any psychologist that was responsible for determining whether or not Jeffrey Epstein was going to be on suicide watch would always err on bring his butt. He would not have taken Jeffrey Epstein off of suicide watch for fear that Jeffrey Epstein would in fact commit suicide and he would be on the hook for it. So there had to be something that would have motivated a psychologist to remove Jeffrey Epstein from suicide watch. What could it be? What could it be? Why was his cellmate suddenly removed for no reason? And no new cellmate was, uh, was put in his place. Why was he not being monitored? Why were there no surveillance cameras to record what went on inside that jail cell? All of the things that should have been done and were common sense were not done for some reason. Cellmate was removed. The suicide watch was canceled. The surveillance cameras, oh, they were trained somewhere else. Now, this isn't the story of just a man who is charged with running a vast pedophilia ring. Jeffrey Epstein, first and foremost, was a witness. Yes, he was guilty himself of engaging in, in uh, this stuff, but the people that he could have testified against are some of the biggest names in the, in the public domain. Just a few days before Jeffrey Epstein was suicided, that's a new verb, Clinton suicided. Just a few days before, uh, uh, depositions had come out in the civil suit being pursued by one of these underage girls, I won't name her name, who said that in fact Jeffrey Epstein had pimped her out to former Maine Senator George Mitchell, who was, you know, in several administrations uh, uh, used to engage in peace negotiations. He was a, a, a globetrotter, you know, one of the big movers and shakers, one of the Illuminati, the elites. 
Bill Richardson, former New Mexico governor, Bill Richardson was named. And of course, Prince Andrew and Alan Dershowitz, we already knew about, but they were named as well. And this wasn't the last of it. Uh, you know, the, the whole idea that Jeffrey Epstein made his money as a money manager is laughable. Jeffrey Epstein had vast sums of money. Yes, he did not make them managing money or, or investing. What I suspect happened was Jeffrey Epstein was uh, conducting a soft blackmail of sorts. He would line up these encounters with these um, rich and powerful men with underage girls probably captured some of it on video and then he would ask these people for favors can you get me a a a good deal on some of these insider training trading tips that you're privy to can you um you know get me favorable interest rates from your banker buddies can we get we engage in arbitrage can you put all your money um under my management, and I'll just stick it in a, a secure S&P 500, and then I'll take a small fee. All your secure money, you keep it with me. And, of course, these people would be in no position to say no. Money manager, my ass. He was he was in, uh, engaged in a, uh, um, a little a pimp and coercion scan or um scheme so saturday morning when all good crisis managers release bad news to minimize this impact and and its coverage in the media we learn that jeffrey epstein has committed suicide and nothing that they could do inside that uh that maximum uh, security prison or jail could prevent it, despite the fact that he was the most high-profile inmate in that in correctional center. And then by Monday morning, the New York Times and the Washington Post have already cemented this narrative that, yes, he, he committed, oh, it's awful, the bureaucratic bungling. They pushed it down, you know, uh, down the page. Some of the stories didn't even make the front page anymore. And now, anybody who's casting doubt on on the uh, the official narrative is being either one of two things are either being called a nutcase, or in an emerging narrative that they've put together. If you question Epstein's suicide, you're now a a Russian bot or a, a Putin puppet. That's the that's the narrative being put put out now by none other than Marco Rubio. He says in a tweet that uh, uh, that uh, Russia is sowing discord and and um, conspiracy theories on social media surrounding the Epstein suicide hashtag. Well, I don't think it took any Russian bots to cast doubt on this Epstein suicide story. And at the same time, we're all being told just to calm down because 
Rod Rosenstein assures us that all of this is perfectly normal and there's no cause for suspicion. He put out a tweet saying pedophiles facing federal charges are at high risk for suicide. It happened in several of my Maryland cases where where defendants were released on bail. Detained pedophiles require special attention. Stopping people from harming themselves is difficult. <laughs> and he said that at some point he said uh, uh, the uh, what was it? He said it has ushered in a parallel reality unrooted in fact and helped push conspiracy conspiratorial thinking into the cultural ma- cultural mainstream. The media often acts as an amplifier for baseless claims and the worst voices are rewarded and gain outside influence. So, I mean, you might think to yourself, Rod Rosenstein, maybe not the best spokesperson to take the lead on warning us of Russian interference, but hey, you know, any port in a storm, if if he's willing to do it, and, and apparently he's willing to say anything, then we'll trot him out there to sort of break the ice. But now if you look at the opinion pieces in the New York Times or the Washington Post, or you listen, and listen to any of the uh, online activity, they're already calling anybody that doubts that Jeffrey Epstein committed suicide, a conspiracy theorist. How are we going to uh, tamp down this this um, coerce, uh, uh, corrosive conspiracy theorist theory in this toxic culture? On uh, Joy Reed's MSNBC morning show, she had a, a guest on uh, Corrine Jean-Pierre, who uh, attacked Kellyanne Conway for wondering whether or not, in fact, Epstein had committed suicide. I mean, it goes back to wait, the hypocrisy of it all, right? Under Obama, it was just a different pl- playing field. Now you have a president who's turned the DOJ into his political arm, right? It's a 2020 campaign arm for him. This is what he's doing. He's going to do the same thing with the DNI. It's not going to stop. And, and the, the sickness of it, too, it's not just that Donald Trump is just really doing this, just, just, just really attacking our democracy, shredding the Constitution day in and day out, but the people around him as we yeah. just saw they're degrading themselves right. and these are i mean kelly kelly conway was a respectable republican poster at yeah. one point in her life and now she's repeating conspiracy theories oh my god kelly and conway is repeating conspiracy theories how could she everybody knows the southern district of new york who was heading the prosecution of jeffrey epstein oh man they they're per- perfectly uh, upright and by the book. They would never carry out an agenda against President Trump or on behalf of the Democrat Party. No, no, don't be ridiculous. Just because they turned a blind eye to Jeffrey Epstein's activities for well over a decade and then all of a sudden ahead of the election decided they were going to arrest him and never mind the fact that they weren't prosecuting him with the sex trafficking unit but uh, 
instead with the public corruption unit. Oh, no. There's uh, the, the, the Southern District of New York is beyond question. So Trump had uh, retweeted a, a tweet from Terrence K. Williams on Saturday. Terrence is, um, refers to himself as a, a comedian and an actor. He's, he's more of a, a, a Twitter personality. And uh, it was just sort of a, a funny, you know, meme where he was uh, speaking for a lot of people and being incredulous that we're accepted or expected to accept this narrative that um, that Jeffrey Epstein committed suicide. It was funny. Trump retweeted it. I don't think it was, you know, a serious conspiracy theory as much as raising the issue. I'll play you a little bit of uh, Terrence's post. In my head, I'm not surprised. I told y'all last month this was going to happen, but didn't nobody want to listen to me. But then guess what? Next month he did. And you know what? All the liberals were calling me a conspiracy theorist. Saying, Terrence, you coming up with crazy conspiracies and you need to be banned from Twitter. And then guess what? The man really ended up dead. And you know what? He had, he had information on the Clintons and the man ended up dead. Now, for some odd reason, for some odd reason, people that have information on the Clintons end up dead. And they usually die from suicide. Come on now. Come on. <laughs> well he's got a point you know ron brown um uh vince foster uh you know i I am not a well versed on the topic but i know for a fact that dozens and dozens i think the number is 67 close clinton associates who had information on them and were caught up uh, in law enforcement uh ended up dead in one way or the other. So, yeah, it's it's the damnedest coincidence. If you if you're uh, if you know information against the Clintons that can hurt them or their associates, you're liable to end up dead. And I, and if I were Julian Assange today, I don't think I'd be sleeping very well. If I were um, Tony Podesta, I don't think I would be sleeping too well. But, yeah, I mean, Terrence was uh, thinking what everybody else was thinking, and Trump retweeted it. I think it was perfectly uh, reasonable, but old George Stephanopoulos over there at ABC was not amused. Getting also a lot of conspiracy theories online. One propagated by President Trump himself. He retweeted a tweet that seemed to suggest that Bill Clinton uh, was somehow complicit in the death. Now, keep in mind, George Stephanopoulos is the former campaign spokesperson and uh, communications manager for Bill Clinton. One propagated by President Trump himself. He retweeted a tweet that seemed to suggest that Bill Clinton uh, was somehow complicit in the death of, of Jeffrey Epstein. Uh, it shouldn't go without remarking. It, kind of stunning that the president of the United States is accusing his predecessor, one of his predecessors, of complicity mm. in murder. And the fact is, Tommy Amish, you spent a lot of time looking at the Jeffrey Epstein case. He had relationships both with Bill Clinton and Donald Trump. That's- yeah, OK. He did have uh, a relationship with Donald Trump. 
it did not appear to be uh, the same type of relationship he had with Bill Clinton and uh, Prince Andrew and um, Alan Dershowitz and a lot of these others where they're jetting off to his private island regularly. But, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll accept uh, the fact that he knew Donald Trump and had been photographed with him, uh, partying with him. But uh, Trump, for his part, had uh, had um, repudiated Epstein while Epstein was still alive and had banned him from his clubs. I don't think that you would be in a position if Jeffrey Epstein knew, knew that kind of dirt on you to ban him from your properties. They're pushing the uh, the hashtag on Twitter that, uh, you know, Trump is responsible for this. Over there, Morning Joe, which is always good for, you know, some off-the-rails, uh, over-the-top commentary. Crazy Joe and, uh, and Barnacle were speculating on all of this. Why didn't the Bureau of Prisons see this coming? Why didn't the Justice Department see this coming? Why didn't the White House see this coming? How did this happen? Well, Joe, if the official story right now is the uh, facility is understaffed. We've known that it's been understaffed for quite some time. Uh, there's really been no clear answer on monitoring, electronic monitoring. Uh, I don't think there was electronic monitoring in his cell. He was alone in a cell, which is against DOJ, Department of Justice policy, which is kind of a key question that is going to be have to be answered. The bottom line, Joe, is that we, the public, the American public is going to need answers as quickly as they can be provided to sort of put a blanket on all of these speculative theories. Theories, theories, my ass. So I've, uh, you know, I've, I've taken some time. I've looked at all the facts. I've carefully balanced uh, all of the uh, the theories. I've given it a lot of consideration, and I've come to the considered conclusion. Suicide my ass. As a matter of fact, this week, for one week only, I'm holding a clearance sale on bridges for anyone who believes that Jeffrey Epstein committed suicide. There's no way in hell he would not have he would have been able to commit suicide if he were not intended if something weren't intended to happen to him. And I can tell you with confidence that right now teams of private investigators are going through Epstein's estates and all of his properties, scrub teams, removing any remaining evidence that uh, Epstein may have had to implicate his, uh, his clients, for lack of a better word. And this thing is probably a lot deeper than just, you know, pedophilia. You have to ask yourself, how many of Epstein's victims have never been seen or heard from again? Who are all of these girls? I'm sure a lot of them were runaways. Did they meet an unfortunate fate? The Democrats have... 
uh, put together their talking points. Oh, David Brock over there at Media Matters has, has sent out a, uh, a, a press release with all their talking points to divert attention from the connection with uh, Bill Clinton and Al Gore and all these other Democrats to Epstein. They tell them to avoid um, spreading any of these uh, printed depositions. And I just want to go on record as we close this segment as saying, Bill and Hillary Clinton, if you're listening, I have no incriminating evidence or knowledge of wrongdoing by either Bill or Hillary Clinton whatsoever. I have none. I cannot testify against them. I would not. None whatsoever. Mm-mm-mm. This is going to go on and on. Uh, they'll get more and more shrill, accusing you of engaging in conspiracy theories. But uh, I don't believe for a second Jeffrey Epstein committed suicide, and I don't believe most people do. we got to run out to a break. We'll be back after two messages right here on Right Now. Son, tonight we look after the North Pole while Santa delivers all the holiday goodies. Wooden ponies, dolls, Xfinity. Xfinity? It's only the awesomest internet ever. The whole family can enjoy fast, reliable internet speed and great coverage all at a great value. Plus, advanced security is included at no extra cost with Xfinity XFi and the XFi Gateway. Just log in and activate through the Xfinity app. Choose the speed that works for you. Up to gig. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY or visit a store today. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary, not guaranteed. Between prepping ingredients, setting the table, and planning your tomorrow, sometimes you need an extra hand with dinner. Delta Faucet is here to help. Just ask your connected home device to fill your pasta pot with Delta Faucet Voice IQ technology and fill it with the perfect amount of water. Done. Visit deltafaucet.com slash voice IQ to see how Voice IQ can fill your dog's bowl, wash your hands, and more. And you're back on Right Now with Jim Dawes. Your daily journal of news, politics, and culture from an American nationalist perspective. On the Mojo 5 Radio Network. So on Sunday, Peter Thiel, the founder of PayPal and several other uh, big Silicon Valley startups, appeared on Maria Bartiromo's show, Uh, Sunday Futures, I think it's called, and gave her an extended interview in which he pointed out that um, Google and several of the other tech titans in Silicon Valley are, in fact, engaged in developing artificial intelligence for China that has got direct military applications that can be used against the United States. And in Google's case, and in some of the other uh, technology companies' cases, they're doing this at a time when they're actually refusing to work with the U.S. military. And this could have disastrous consequences 
for our national security. And it just points out how dangerous it is to allow these big globalist multinational companies to get so big that, uh, you know, their their loyalties can uh, actually work against the nation state. As you know, a, a corporation is an artificial entity and its sole and only purpose is to serve the bottom line. And the way corporations have developed, have developed in the United States, that bottom line is very short-term indeed. It's the bottom line in the next quarterly report. And so Teal is, uh, is pointing out in this, uh, this interview that um, you know this is a major threat to American national security and something needs to be done about it. It was a, a long interview, and I'm going to play you some extended, extended excerpts from it. And uh, here is how it opens. Well, the crux of the argument is that uh, the crown jewel of uh, crown jewels of Google's R&D effort are the AI, artificial intelligence technology. And uh, and uh, this you know, AI means a lot of different things. It can be used in a lot of different ways, but it clearly has uh, a lot of military applications for, you know, processing satellite images, helping uh, create um, process data, um, you know, um, automating drone warfare, um, cyber warfare. There are all these ways that AI is a dual-use thing, like uh, like nuclear technology has both military and civilian uses. There was a Project Maven contract that Google was a, a part of um, where it was supplying this AI technology to the U.S. military. It pulled out from that as a result of you know, employee protests inside Google. At the same time, Google has um, its you know, a major AI research lab in, uh, in China um, where um, even though it's not working directly with the uh, Chinese military, in effect, uh, all the technology gets handed on to the Chinese military. And this is, this is not a controversial, crazy conspiracy theory. This is in black and white in the constitution of the uh, Chinese Communist Party. Uh, uh, as of 2017, it got amended to, to stress that uh, there needs to be um, um, civil military fusion in China where all things need to be integrated and anything that has civilian uses must also be handed over to the People's Liberation Army, the PLA. And that in and of itself tells you what the priorities are of China right now. I mean, yes. we're watching China put military bases across the world. They are bullying other ships in the South China Sea. They are uh, wanting to become the larger superpower militarily. More about civil military fusion, I want to hear. In other words, any technology that comes into China has to be reviewed and used or looked at if it could be helpful to the military. Sure. It's- well, I mean, this is th- that part of the story is not new. Any any technology that uh, China um, Chinese companies get their hands on will, of course, be shared with the Chinese communists, the government there, who control um, you know uh, the, their managed capitalist economy, as they like to refer to it. They control all of the, you know, banking over there. You don't get a loan if you don't uh, kowtow and and obey the Communist Party. And of course, uh, they the Communist Party has gotten its hands on much of its nuclear and missile technology through technology transfers from American companies in uh, in the private sector, as well. By the way, of you know being sold. Uh, in return for campaign contributions to the Bill Clinton campaign way back in the 90s. 
Peter Thiel goes on. It's a, it's a communist one-party state, and so uh, things are are sort of fused. It's not like the U.S. where you have different companies and different people, and you have a you know you have, you have a government sector and a private sector, and these things don't always coordinate or work together. In China, these things are are still tightly coordinated across the board. What's actually happening is machine learning, artificial intelligence, and that is uh, it's much more mundane, much more prosaic, and it's things like you know helping process satellite images, helping with um, with you know cyber warfare, um, th- things like that. And that's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a social credit scoring system in China where you have used um, computers to track people and, and control the society more. So there's sort of a police state version. There's a military version. There are all sorts of different applications of, of this. And, and, and that- well, let me just stop here and, uh, and, and really discuss the propriety of an American company uh, developing technology for a communist dictatorship in order to spy on its people uh, and oppress them and suppress their um, freedom of speech, um, their freedom of movement, and really freedom of thought. Google and the other tech titans in Silicon Valley, including Facebook, by the way, and Amazon, um, are working with the communist Chinese allowing them to develop programs to violate and suppress human rights. And, um, and those same technologies that are being developed for communist China can certainly be employed against us, for instance, or against other um, free people in this world. It is dystopian in the extreme to consider that these multi-multi-billion dollar companies, the biggest companies in the history of the world, are now at the behest of the Chinese communists developing um, surveillance and um, artificial intelligence technologies that are being deployed in order to keep the people under the communist boot. But that's exactly what's going on. That sense, AI is just, you should think of it as just the cutting edge of the computer revolution today. It's, it's sort of the most advanced um, computer R&D that we're doing. Tell me how this came about, where Google decided to walk away from the U.S. government and work with China. Well, you can always speculate on on uh, what what's actually going on inside inside Google. I think uh, Google's self image would be that it's globalist. It's you know post uh, post national somehow um, cosmopolitan. Uh, I think the reality is more that it's uh, incredibly insular. To zero in on the Google uh, example, where the AI DeepMind effort was described by its own founder as a Manhattan project for AI, and so even though this was meant as probably you know marketing hyperbole in a way, um, I, I think that uh, you know, people outside the U.S. might very well take that literally. And so if you, if you go around saying, Here, here's the uh, Manhattan Project for AI, um, pay attention world, um, I think that would attract the attention of foreign governments. <laughs> well, I don't think it would have to be outside the United States. If you're saying you're working on a Manhattan Project and you're doing it on behalf of the Chinese, then that's scary as hell foreign intelligence agencies, and, uh, and I think in particular the question about uh, Chinese interest in this, in this is one that uh, 
needs to be looked at much more carefully, and that's why why I've argued that you know the FBI or the CIA should be should be looking at this. I think it is unprecedented in in the last you know hundred years or ever in, in, that a major U.S. company refused to work with the U.S. military and has worked with uh, with our geopolitical rivals. So this is you know this is not a liberal conservative thing. This is not a you know this is this is a absolutely unprecedented. Well, you know, it's not just the fact that they're working with China. I mean, it's not just the fact that they're refusing to work with the United States. That's bad enough. But them being a private company, uh, they're within their rights not to work with the U.S. military. The fact is, uh, the, the stunning thing is, they're working with the communist Chinese government at all. Could you imagine major U.S. corporations during the height of the Cold War developing uh, these sorts of technologies for the Soviet Union? It just wouldn't have happened. They would have rightly been drugged before Congress, Congress and shamed, and they would have been uh, being investigated by the CIA and the FBI and the IRS and everybody else. It's, this would not be have been allowed to happen, but now because... These globalist corporations have become so powerful and influential on Capitol Hill. They basically own both parties up there. Washington, D.C. is corporate-occupied territory. They can get away with it. What do you think can be done? Uh, I think the first, the first thing to do is to do what we're doing today and just talk about it. I think that, uh, and, you know, and, and this, is, this is like a, this is an open secret in Silicon Valley. Uh, a lot of people think this is like kind of crazy what Google's doing. When, um, outside of Silicon Valley, when you, when you talk about it, and I sort of feel like I'm, you know, the little kid saying, you know, the emperor has no clothes. It's just something, it's, it's a secret hidden in plain sight. Maybe what Google is thinking is that if they don't give the technology to China through the front door with their AI lab in, in Beijing, it will go out the back door through, um, through IP theft. I think we are at a point where where this relationship is going to be rethought quite a bit. Uh, you know, we, we um, uh, you know, there was sort of a, um, there was a, a strategy under Presidents Nixon and Reagan to build up China as a, as a counterweight to the Soviet Union. And I think that made sense in the 70s and 80s. Um, it probably stopped making sense in the 90s. And, uh, and we kept we kept doing this with uh, with China, and so I think this the, the sort of um, way that we have um, interacted with communist China has probably not made a lot of sense since about 1989, um, and I think it is being rethought. Uh, President Trump is rethinking this. He's changed the conversation um, uh, nationally on this, and uh, and I think it won't go back to the status quo ante ever. Well, I think for a long time, American CEOs were so interested in getting their products mm-hmm. in front of 1.4 mm-hmm. billion people, and they thought, oh, this is another huge market, and we want to mm-hmm. be in there, that they just forgot to protect their own products. Well, they forgot to protect their own products, and in the case of Google and some of these other Silicon Valley companies, they have forgotten their national loyalties or even any, any uh, concept of protecting uh, their home country. It's really quite amazing. Um, I'm glad uh, that this president is pushing back on the communist China uh, Chinese. But if Joe Biden is elected president, Joe Biden is bought and paid for by the communist Chinese. Uh, they gave 1.5 billion dollars to Hunter Biden to manage, made him a rich man. 
I don't know if that was a wink and a nod quid pro quo, but it most certainly was a quid pro quo. And uh, and China may very well be in a position to uh, uh, to call in favors from Joe Biden were he to be elected president, which I seriously doubt will ever happen. But they have been very effective at uh, at purchasing uh, U.S. politicians. We got to run out to a break. We'll be right back. Mojo. Millions of people today have no dental insurance. If you're without insurance, do you have a plan to care for your teeth without spending a fortune? Introducing DentalPlans.com. How would you like to save 10 to 60% off your next dental visit for as little as $7 a month? We offer trusted dental savings plans from companies like Cigna and Aetna with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Be a part of the 1 million-plus happy smiles served since 1999 that save money when they visit the dentist. You can save on cleanings, dentures, braces, x-rays, fillings, crowns, root canals, and even teeth whitening. Call 800-296-1247 now to start saving immediately. Mention promo code RADIO to receive 15% off any plan. And for a limited time, one month free. Call 800-296-1247. That's 800-296-1247. Fees billed annually plus a $20 processing fee. Savings plans are not insurance. Savings will vary by provider, plan, and zip code. Consult with plan detail page for additional plan terms. Not all plans and offers available in all markets. So it looks like um, Mitch McConnell is not going to call the Senate back into session early, but they are going to come back in August. And Mitch is saying that uh, number one agenda item will be to uh, do something about assault weapons. The president uh, has sort of shifted his position to stop talking about gun control as much, although he, he has expressed his support for universal background checks. Um, but the the emphasis seems to have shifted over to these so-called red flag laws. And first of all, on the universal background checks, we pretty much already have universal background checks. I think in some states uh, they allow uh, sales um, at gun shows or between um, private individuals and families that uh, don't require uh, aren't required to go through background checks, but. 98% of all weapons sold are, in fact, uh, going through uh, background checks. I don't have any problem if we tighten up on that a little bit. Uh, I I actually want anybody who's trying to purchase a gun to uh, to go through a background check first. I think that's a perfectly reasonable accommodation to the Second Amendment. But these red flag laws uh, can uh, spiral out of hand very quickly, and the only way that you could move forward on these at all is if they absolutely guaranteed the due process uh, in the Constitution. And what I worry, like uh, many people, is that uh, a lot of these left-wing judges will, in fact, use these red flag laws to disarm uh, people who 
they disagree with politically. I could see uh, the left and the Democrats using these uh, red flag laws in order to go after their political opponent, opponents and, uh, and using uh, friendly judges to, uh, to disarm people. So I'm not sure exactly how that would work. I certainly think, um, you know, that uh, red flag laws in the case of the Parkland shooter um, should have been employed. They, as a matter of fact, Florida already had a law that allowed them to move in and take the weapons of somebody that uh, had been deemed a danger to themselves or others, and they uh, just utterly failed to, to do that. But um, I am not sure uh, how to proceed with this. Uh, I know that you know a lot of uh, Republicans are saying, yes, we're going to have to give on uh, on these um, weapons laws in order to hold on to sub- the suburban vote. But the truth of the matter is, all of this is is based on a a lie. All of it is based in response of, uh, you know, some sort of uh, epidemic of white nationalists, uh, mass shootings. And the truth of the matter is there is a minuscule number of murders committed every year by white nationalists. It's less, far less than a half of 1% of all the murders. And they like to um, mess with the statistics in order to convince you that these laws are necessary, they say there's been 250 mass shootings in the last year. Well, the definition they're using of a mass shooting is two or more. And that two can also include uh, the assailant. So if um, a criminal robs a store and shoots the clerk, and then a police officer responds and shoots the criminal, that's a mass shooting. And 75% of these so-called mass shootings are not committed by white nationalists. They're not committed by white by blacks or Hispanics. So the, the narrative that all of this is based on is a lie, a hoax, uh, a media driven media agenda driven reaction to something that uh, really isn't a, a major problem relatively speaking far far more people are killed with handguns than with rifles of any type semi-automatic or not and even more people are killed with knives and hammers than are by handguns The truth of the matter is um, the left that are being increasingly captured by Marxist ideology wants to disarm the American public the same way the Venezuelan public was disarmed, the same way the Cuban government was uh, people were disarmed. It is part of their playbook. And when you disarm a free people, you leave them subject to tyranny. So I don't have a problem with doing um, 
you know, increasing some regulations uh, on background checks. And if you can protect due process, um, you know, to strengthening red flag laws. But I, I can tell you that the the Democrats are going to come in there trying to impose their gun grabbing agenda. And it'll be just like immigration if uh, if the Republicans don't agree to, you know, basically wave the white flag and give up entirely. Then the Democrats will walk away from the table and try to characterize the Republicans as being gun fanatics. So I am uh, I'm going to keep the faith with the president that he is going to, uh, you know, um, seek the counsel of the National Rifle Association and uh, and Second Amendment uh, advocates. But uh, these are, in fact, perilous times. So last week was, you know, the big Iowa State Farm week and the poor people of Iowa were just absolutely inundated with these um, uh, lunatic Democrat presidential candidates. And the guy that's uh, really, you know, the the drum major for the lunatic Democrats, Bernie Sanders, uh, as the days went on, became more and more strident with um, his, you know, unvarnished Marxism. Here's a short clip of him addressing one group. One of the things that we have just got to keep doing is thinking big and not small. Don't let other people tell you what little things we can do. Think big. You know, there's no reason why we don't make these public colleges and universities tuition free. We can do it. Oh, it's a little bit of money. Oh, it's just a little bit of money. So uh, on that same day, Bernie uh, put out a tweet. He said, the right to a decent job that pays a living wage. Hmm. Well, if you have a right to a job that pays a certain wage, then you can't be fired. If you've got a right to a job, no sort of work requirements can be placed upon you because that job is a right. Your employer can't require that you be productive or even observe his rules. And you got to pay him a living wage. He goes on in the tweet, he says, a right to quality health care. Well, if you've got a right to quality health care, you've got a claim on my income. Because if, if somebody has something as a right, then it has to be provided by somebody, and that somebody is going to be taxpayers. He says, the right to a complete education. Well, we've got an entitlement uh, that that, you know, you uh, get a, uh, a, a education from first to 12th grade, but he says a complete education. So you've got a right to a complete education. What if it takes you till thir- you're 30 years old to get this complete education? Hell, you could spend most of your adulthood enjoying the uh, the partying and the the atmosphere on these college campuses. He wants a right to affordable housing. Well, once again, if you've got a right to housing, then whoever owns the housing that you're staying in, you've got a a a, a claim on their property. 
He says you have a right to a secure retirement. Well, we've got an entitlement to Social Security. It's not really much of a secure retirement because the system is buckling under the um, the weight of the number of retirees and the mismanagement of the federal government. But Bernie Sanders has gone all in on Marxism. And, uh, and you better watch out because this always, this movie always ends up in the same way. And speaking of movies, turns out that, um, Universal Pictures has canceled this movie that they had put put out uh, called The Hunt, in which a bunch of um, elite, globe-trotting um, elitists get together and kidnap deplorables from red states, Mississippi and Missouri and the Dakotas, and... Uh, and hunt them for sport. And I've seen the trailer for this movie. It actually looked like it was going to be pretty entertaining. The The lead protagonist is a, uh, a woman, supposedly from Mississippi, who is uh, quite proficient with firearms. And, um, and the bad guy is uh, Hillary Swank, who is a... Uh, a thoroughly despicable elitist. And it looked to me like the deplorables in this movie are in fact, the good guys just like real life. So I'm sort of disappointed that this movie is not going to be released. I was looking forward to seeing it, but for some reason, uh, everybody determined that it's, it was, uh, it was going to be, Mm, unacceptable uh, persecution of the deplorables. It looked to me, as I say, that the deplorables were uh, were on the right side in this movie, as in real life. Mm-mm-mm. Over at CNN, they have finally admitted what we've all noticed for some time, and that that is... I think the thing is, journalists have all started to understand that this idea of objectivity that we were all raised to follow is not working. It's leading to false equivalents. <laughs> I don't, I don't know how she would determine that objectivity is not working because it's been a very, very long time since they tried it over there at CNN or MSNBC. But uh, finally, they have, uh, you know, torn the the. Uh, band-aid off of that scab and just admitted we're not even trying to be objective any longer that is uh, that's not working for us well thanks for joining us I want to invite you back here again tomorrow for another edition of right now on the mojo 50 radio network As you make plans this season, consider convenient COVID-19 testing from Quest. Get the same test hospitals use without a doctor visit. Simply order online, select from drive through or at-home options, and get the results sent securely to your phone or computer. It's a great fit for your busy life. With over 20 million COVID-19 tests processed, you can count on Quest. So order your test today at questcovid19.com. 
That's questcovid19.com. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwans.com backslash yum for details.